0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast dedicated to chatting about stuff that matters, real talk and lols. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Thank you so much for joining me. And we've got some new features rolling out. I'm so pumped for these. And you'll get to be part of the show. You can send me your voice notes to our hotline. Ooh, I can play them that way. Get your pretty voices on. You can email them to hotline at bellcrawford.com. All the deets in the show notes. I'll tell you how that will all work a little bit later on. Now, there are still going to be guest interviews on the Self Love Club like we've done over the last two and a half years don't worry that is not changing i'm just introducing some new style episodes like regular features we already have the self-care series and in these new style episodes this is how it's going to work okay i like to explain these things to you so you know what's happening mom's making some changes and mom still loves you no so here's what's happening there's going to be a dose of pop culture book club, the latest shows, and we're gonna delve into a topic with your interaction via the hotline and my Instagram. There's so many conversations I've been craving having. We started having them a lot more on the podcast last year, keeping up with what was going on. And also I thought it'd be really cool to be able to include features I'm doing on my socials on the pod, and I know that you're into them too. And On today's show, the free Britney buzz, the Britney doco you must watch. We're gonna unpack all of this. Margot Robbie is filming a movie in the house from the tv show charmed what what's going on there and taylor swift has started releasing her re-recorded music what does this mean for the music manager who owns her originals he shall not be named okay it's not voldemort it's scooter Braun. (laughs) plus we've got book club and we're going to dive into our topic which today is red flags in dating and relationships right let's get into it because we've got a lot to talk about today First up in our dose of pop culture, this is everywhere, there's a lot to unpack. Framing Britney Spears, the doco, it is huge, it's by the New York Times, it's on Hulu, and if you're in New Zealand, you can watch it on 3 now. It is such an important watch, I watched it as soon as it came out, a big Britney fan, I like to watch all these things as soon as they're out, I don't like to be behind, so it was good that it was only a week delayed in New Zealand, so you can get on that buzz now. And I've been deep in a free Britney hole ever since. We've got to get to work. Look, if you grew up, I was a mad fan of Britney growing up, uh, did dancing. So we were always dancing to all her music. Also, if you dabbled in wearing a bit of, I can't remember if it was uh, Curious or Fantasy. I had the pink bottle. It was like my going out perfume. So if you've dabbled in that, you've got to get to work. We've got to free Britney. Let's go through everything. So the way that Britney was treated by everybody, the media, society was... Actually appalling, you'll be quite shocked when you watch this, looking back on the way things operated in the entertainment world. It showcases the things she was asked by leading broadcasters at the time, and if they did that now, they would all be cancelled. Like, asking her about her breasts, if she's a virgin, if she has a boyfriend, when she was like seven. Could you think of anything else to ask her? Dude, seriously. And can you imagine someone asking a TikTok star like your Charlie D'Amelio's about her breasts? all those sorts of things that that just would not fly. They would not go at all. The whole landscape has changed and it shows looking back, I guess, with a 2021 lens that this is not it. There was a whole culture of ganging up on her and ridiculing her and making up lies. It is interesting to note the treatment of women in the spotlight. Why aren't men treated the same? Why isn't there the same scrutiny? I mean, I can't think of, and if you look back and it talks about this in the documentary, boy bands, Justin Timberlake, we'll get to him in a moment, they were not treated the same as this. They were like, oh yeah, you know, it just it just wasn't the same kind of scrutiny if you think about it. And why do we have this culture, which yes, it is changing, we are making some progress, of hating on women so much and allowing misogyny to be the norm And okay, it's not okay. And I think we're definitely making good movements. But it is quite shocking and makes you a bit mad to watch. She literally did nothing wrong. And she really handled all of these moments so well. She's so well spoken and articulate in these interviews where they're literally just saying the most effed up shit to her. She is clearly a fighter and if you think about it, it's actually a miracle that she made it through this treatment. I mean, she was being mocked on a global scale every day. There was misinformation, constant paparazzi. They were taking photos up her skirt after she'd just had her second baby. Like, that, that's so effed up. That is not okay. She was being slut-shamed by Diane Sawyer and Justin Timberlake. Now, apparently, she kissed a dancer and they twisted it and turned her into this absolute monster. I mean, that's all normal stuff. You know, we do things when we're young growing up. It's all really just normal stuff from dating and growing up. And it did not make Justin Timberlake look good at all. It showed how his career thrived and how he benefited from treating her unfairly. And you may have heard that he's actually apologized since the documentary came out to Britney on an Instagram post. I mean, he could've he could've not. It's pretty good that he did. I mean, it's a couple of decades late, but it's better than better than nothing. Uh, let's not hate on him for apologizing. But I mean, I guess all those tags, all those messages, all the comments, it's not like he could've really ignore it, could he? You can see the full post on Justin's Instagram, but I'll read some parts for you. He says, I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or I did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism." He does then apologize to Brittany and he says that he also feels compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly because there is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be part of and grow from. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all it was while it was happening in my own life but I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. He also says, I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past. I want to take accountability for my own missteps in all of this, as well as be part of a world that uplifts and supports. He finishes by saying, I care deeply about the well-being of the people I love and have loved. I can do better and I will do better. Watching it does make you realize how the whole landscape has changed and things are a lot different now. The entertainment sphere and culture was misogynistic. It still is, but it's definitely getting better. And they were treating these people like they weren't real. There was no empathy. Like, it just felt icky. And myself, I was... In radio at that time, uh, when I remember all the Britney stuff happening and I was talking about it on our shows, you know, it was the same with like the Lindsay Lohans, the Taylor Swifts, it was all like laughing at these people and all this made up crap and it did start to feel quite icky. The doco explains how her conservatorship works and there's legal proceedings with that that are ongoing and they literally happened last week. There'll be more in the future. Her dad, Jamie Spears, is in control It also raises an interesting point that if she was unable to be in control of her life, which is effectively what a conservatorship does, you know, someone's not able to take care of themselves, do just normal stuff, why then, a week after they put her in this conservatorship, she had her meltdown and, you know, which, like, fair enough, hon, honestly, like... If you watch it it sort of takes you through it all but why then the week after was she working she was working she was fully doing everything and which they make money off so it just makes it really icky and it's like why is she still in it when she's clearly able to work and she was you know doing interviews and and just heaps of stuff i do think it's quite smart though and i'm like yeah she's a smart girl she's like currently she's not working obviously covid makes that pretty tricky but she's sort of refusing to work really because i mean At the end of the day, they're the ones that make money off that, so... According to a publication called Page Six, Britney is apparently working on a tell-all documentary and with the success of this doco, there's still so much more that could be included and fingers crossed they can work on making more. There are also some popular fan theories that Britney isn't in control of her socials and that the people behind them on her father Jamie Spears's team are purposely making her look unstable to continue exploiting her. Now everyone's analyzing all of her Instagram posts. They have been for quite some time and she's, she is leaving clues. If you look through and if you're like deep in this Britney hole like I am, you might be able to spot them. But she left this word find thing. She said, can you find a word that isn't actually a word? Sometimes it's fun to make ones up. And then everyone's like, right, let's get to work. Uh, Nathan's like, she's talking to us through code. Everybody, we're going to work. One of her latest posts is referring to when she said earlier this year that one of her goals this year was to try out the ice cream diet. And so there's this photo of ice cream with all these different colored scoops. And so, yeah, it's like, so I tried the ice cream diet and since my favorite flavor is strawberry, I realized after a week I was eating it twice a day. I needed to mix it up. I switched to chocolate. Then I got bored of that one really fast. So finally, I went to vanilla. And people are like, who the F is writing these captions? Because they're like, is Brittany even writing these, and then Caitlin's commented, Now I'm trying to find secret messages and dang ice cream. <laughs> Someone said here, Brittany, I'm gonna read between the lines, Don't worry. Someone's like, Your freedom is coming. And they're like, Don't worry, Brittany, we're gonna get you out. This one as well. What's the secret message you're trying to tell us, Brittany? And someone else here has an interesting theory. They've said what she's trying to say is she was at the bottom, but now she's closer to the top, meaning she's close to getting out. Anyone else reading far too much into everything is a hidden message. (laughs) If, like me, after watching the doco, you're in a free Britney hole, there are some couple of cool podcasts you can check out. One which has been analyzing Britney's Instagram post for quite a while. It's called Britney's Gram. It gets mentioned on the doco. Also, this other one my friend told me about, it's called Even the Rich, the podcast. It's a wondering podcast. They make really good ones. And there's a four episodes. They do different series on different celebrities. And there's a four episode one on Britney, which is really easy to listen to. It was so good. And it sort of takes you back to everything that's happened and they've investigated and gone through her life basically so a couple of little ones to help you fix the fix the need Next up, Marga Robbie is working on some pretty cool things at the moment. Oh, she's come a long way since her day on Neighbours, right? She was part of the producing team behind the film you might have seen. Uh, I saw it in the movies earlier this year. Promising Young Woman also can confirm the Spotify playlist is banging, especially with a feature uh, of Paris Hilton's Stars Are Blind. But it's what she's working on at the moment that has got everyone talking online because she was spotted filming in LA in the big house, the big manor, From the TV show Charmed, and everyone's like, "What is she gonna be doing? Some sort of Charmed reboot? What's going on?" You know, Charmed, late nineties, two thousands. I was obsessed. The three witch sisters, Prue, Piper, Phoebe. I loved their names. I was obsessed with them. But no, she's not doing that. But what they are doing is they're filming another movie. It doesn't have a name at the moment, but it's been directed by David O. Russell, and you probably like I don't know who that is, but he makes some pretty good movies, like American Hustle. He was behind Silver Linings Playbook also some other pretty big names in there Christian Bale, Robert De Niro Zoe Zalander who you'll know from maybe Avengers and finally in our dose of pop culture you may have heard that Taylor Swift has started releasing her re-recorded music 12 years after its initial release Taylor dropped her new version that she's re-recorded of Love Story it had over 6 million streams in the US alone in its first day and the full re-recorded Fearless album with bonus material will be out on On April the 9th, she left a clue for her fans as she does on her Instagram post. You can go check that one out. Now, she is re-recording her first five albums because her former record label sold them. And Justin Bieber's manager, Scooter Braun, he owns the masters. It's a bit rude. It's a, it's a pretty nasty situation actually. Uh, but because Taylor is the writer or co-writer of her music, she actually still owns the publishing rights, which means she has the power to overrule some of the attempts to exploit her recordings, which is happening at the moment. And then when she releases new versions of her songs, she'll own both the master and the publishing rights. So she'll just be boss as earning the money they bring in. And that means she can control how they use, as well like in ads movies all that kind of thing and effectively i don't think scooter will make anything from the music of hers that he currently owns and that my friends is some boss energy from miss taylor swift Now it's time for book club. This is something I've been doing for a couple of years now and I love how so many of you love reading. I do feel like reading and books in general, being a book club pal, is very on trend at the moment. We're seeing a resurgence, aren't we? It's very cool to be reading. And it is a super cool feeling uh, when you're stuck in a book and or when you get to the bit and you're like nearly finished and you're like, oh my goodness, this is the best ever. And then there's that feeling and you're like, what am I gonna do with my life now? Uh, But it is a good time because for me, like you're not Distracted by your phone, you're just in that world, and it's one of the only times that your brain is fully like focused on that thing. It's such a good feeling. And if you don't love reading or you are self conscious of not being very good at reading, like this is very inclusive. So if you don't worry about that, you are super smart no matter what, and audiobooks may be more your vibe. There's so many different ways to do it now, Uh, so you can still be part of this book club. Now, I have a stack of new reads to get through and share with you. But i got to admit, I did finish up some of those over summer, but I've really been feeling like reading light, girly, witty reads. And these books that I have on my bookshelf that I hadn't really read back in the day, because like a lot of us, I was deep in Twilight and uh, Vampire Fiction. You probably were as well. <laughs> Amazing. Had all the books, watched all the movies. So I was super lucky one day in a secondhand bookshop to find who... Not one, but two books by my absolute career hero, Zoe Foster Blake. Before she was married to Hamish, she was Zoe Foster, right? So these are like her maiden name books. Her first novel, air Kisses, which I adored. And again, these are not new. Remember, we were reading Twilight, and her other book too that I've read is called The Younger Man. I have a lot of her newer books too, but I really enjoyed reading these older ones. Super good. And there's others as well. Made me want to wear like lip gloss a lot more. So I've like bought a new lip gloss and. uh, Um, Yeah, it's been really cute and girly and just, yeah, it was just nice to read those sorts of things. I think, definitely feel your mood. I'd read a lot of heavier books or like last year was a heavy time. Um, I went through a breakup and so it was just nice to be like gentle on myself and just, yeah, nice light things while you look after yourself and make yourself feel good. At the moment, I'm reading a book called Olive by Emma Gannon. She's a best-selling British author. And if you enjoyed Dolly Alderton's book Ghosts, I know some people controversial didn't love it I did um I I adore Dolly and I think she's incredible I loved her first book as well but I think, I mean, everyone's different and like what I like, you may not like, but it's quite cool that a lot of the things I read and then recommend you love, like I'm stoked by that because I'd hate for you to read something and be like, oh, I didn't like it, but mostly you do. So that's really cool. We're obviously in tune and we like similar things, but it does touch on really important themes, I think, in modern day life, like these societal norms and pressures to have children. And this character, Olive, finds herself in a situation like a lot of people do where all your friends are. Coupling up, having kids, and that's rad. And maybe you're not, and you can feel like, even though you love your life, but in those little moments, you can be like, oh God, like, am I getting left behind? Am I doing something wrong here? And you're totally not. Everyone's timeline's different. But I think it's kind of comforting reading those things when maybe you're in that situation. So I think maybe that's why some people connect to these themes more than others. So yeah, check out Olive by Emma Gannon, and I'll keep you posted on the other books I read. Also, Rex, another feature I do where I tell you about all the cool shows. I like to be up to date with all the new ones that come out, so I always save those on my Instagram as well. But... I haven't found a really cool show since I binged up Firefly Lane when it was first released. I think I finished it within a couple of days. It was my first binge of 2021 and it was very satisfying. So basically it's based on a novel. So there's a book you can read and it's starring Catherine Heigl. She's one of the producers too. And also Sarah Chalk, you might not know the name, but you'll definitely recognize her. She played Elia on Scrubs. It's a drama series. It was exactly what I felt like watching. It made me cry quite a few times but I kind of liked that and also made me laugh it's so good you'll just want to keep binging it just a warning if you haven't watched it yet uh when you do start you will finish it within a couple of days definitely it's like always got these twists in it it's about two friends and they've been friends since they were growing up so it cuts between like back in the day and then sort of in- through time and oh it's just so beautifully made I hope you enjoy it I actually when it finished because it ended on a cliffhanger and don't worry no spoilers I was like what I didn't what happens? And obviously, it's a book, so we could all read the book, right? But I had a sneaky look online, and hopefully, fingers crossed, they can do season two. I feel like, with the uh, success season one had within its opening, like it went straight to number one on Netflix, they probably could. But apparently, the first season only covers the first half of the book, and there's heaps more that happens. Um, so, yeah, if you want to spoil it for yourself, just go read online. I found out a couple of things that happen, but I will not spoil it for you. On these new style episodes, we're going to delve into a topic and the possibilities are endless. We can chat about so many cool things. The best part is I can get your input, we can interact, and that's what we're doing via our sparkly new hotline. Ooh, it sounds pretty doesn't it? When really it's an email address, but we're gonna go with like chic sparkly hotline. It sounds good. So, if you could pretty please, I would so love for you to send me voice notes. I love those because then I can play you on the show. That'll sound really cool. Or you can email, write down what you wanna say, hotline at bellcrawford.com. I'll put that in our show notes. Also, if you go onto my Instagram and Self Love Club podcast Instagram accounts and click on email, it just takes you automatically there. And we'll chat about these on my Instagram. DMs which is where I got a lot of these from so today's topic is red flags and we're talking about red flags in dating and when I was going through a lot of the ones you've given me and then my own sort of ideas of what I think red flags are honestly they're endless like how long are these red flags could they like go for infinity but obviously we're just gonna touch on some but I feel like so many different things could be red flags here is some of the things you've told me anon has said they stop doing their own thing and rely on you for social activities yeah and i think that goes both ways as well obviously with balance like it's cool for people to have their own life i find it really attractive when someone's like got interests and and has their own friends too but then like you know you still want them to hang out with you and not see you it has to all be a balance but totally that's a bit of a red flag rebecca has said dragging on their ex like speaking badly about the ex gross it'll be you they're talking about like that one day I gotta agree I just think maybe don't talk about your ex especially in a negative way to a new partner I I mean every situation is so different you can't really generalize but I agree especially when a guy will be like oh my god she's crazy like yeah some people are a little bit or act a little bit crazy sometimes we all have but yeah I don't like that that's a bit gross uh Sasha has said yelling at his mom or treating his mom badly, yep. Oh, they always say, "Watch how people talk to their mums." Hey, that's not cool at all. Mums are just usually pretty nice and doing all the nice things for you. Ems said a massive red flag for me was he called me his property. Oh no, that's disgusting. Get out, girlfriend. Good on you. That's that's not cool. You're not his property. You don't belong to him. Sam has said, uh, if they don't speak to their family, I guess everyone's situation's different. So maybe that's one for you. Ash has said, only talks about themselves the whole time. Yeah, I got to agree. I find that quite a turn off. Um, Maybe you've been on a date before. I remember one like ages back and this guy only talked about himself the whole time. He never asked me anything about myself. And like, of course, you're there to learn about people, but. It's like, dude, the world doesn't revolve around you. Some more red flags you've sent in. Someone has said when they ask you why you weren't at the gym when they went looking for you. Oh, no, that's not cool. When they never hang out with anyone but you and expect the same. Not cute. No, that is not cute. That's definitely like some control weird stuff going on, which we'll touch on soon. Someone said when they ask why you weren't at the gym when they went looking for you. Oh, that's a bit strange. Like, yeah, again, trust stuff and when they want to check your personal trainer is really married. I'm going to get to some more emails from you soon. A couple that I've noted down, and again, red flags. I mean, everyone's situation's different, but hopefully these maybe might make you think, and if you are dating or like if something comes up, you can help I know on the spot it can be pretty hard to know things are a red flag and like a lot of you have noted in myself like hindsight's a beautiful thing isn't it when you realize in hindsight whereas at the time you're like you just kind of overlooked it or maybe it's a red flag and you knew it was a red flag and you overlooked it anyway please like I mean yeah no one's perfect but gosh please don't do that you're so precious you deserve better and you don't have to settle for like anything crappy at all for me any signs of control is like a big ick like i physically i feel like ugh, like i can't do it uh, i think definitely as i've gotten older i've softened but like when i was younger i'm like don't tell me what to do and not in like a really weird way but just like if a guy tries to control you i just oh, i can't do it yeah that's not my vibe also i've had people get mad at me before because of my work or that i was working which, like, you can't help all the time. And, like, yeah, I work a lot, but I do make time for people that are important to me and I'm very good at that sort of thing in a relationship with someone I'm seriously seeing. Something else I've learned, and I've talked to a lot of my friends about this, is, and it's something you do realize as you get older, that when someone tells you something, like, believe it. Like, listen to what they're actually telling you. But I remember a time where a guy said to me I'm intimidated by you you're too good for me and being like a kind nice person and being accepting I was like no that's not true like being you know like oh god no but that is not cute that is a red flag so I would definitely say get out if someone says something strange to you like that again every situation is different maybe chat to your friends about it but a few others we've noted down are won't commit uh, disappears, and then, like, reappears, like, just, they have no respect for you, that's not, don't waste your time, like, if someone's in and out, this is a whole other topic in itself, but if someone's in and out, like, you're busy, babe, you don't have time for that, and you're, you deserve so much better than that, gosh, I wish I could, like, whack myself around the head with a book to tell myself this when I was younger, and, like, crying over people that did not really matter also, and, I mean, I, I, I guess the term fuck boy was a thing a few years ago, and I think now, like, yeah, there's like girls that are like that too. It's not always, but I guess if they have like fuck boy tendencies. I used to attract a lot of those back in the day. I uh, used to like bad boys, but then you decide, you realize you you get sick of being treated like crap and you do realize that the nice guys are the good ones and (laughs) you just got to find the ones that you don't think are boring. I used to think that nice guys were boring. Anyway, again, whole nother topic. But yeah, don't put up with that stuff and look out for things and know your worth. You deserve so much. All right, let's tap into the emails that came in via hotline at bellcrawford.com. This one's from, we'll call her, H. Isn't hindsight a great thing? I was going out with a guy, a reasonably new relationship. We were at his place and he got angry about something. He then yells and is treating me like crap and when I call him up on it, he says, See, this is how you make me react. I must have already had a vibe things were done because I was supposed to stay the night I had before but I didn't even take my bag out of the car. I left and had a nice quiet bath by myself at home. Good girl. All the while he's messaging me pictures of his cat as if nothing's happened. I realized afterwards that this was the cycle of abuse I had seen that night. I'm so glad I had enough confidence and belief that I deserved better and didn't have to settle for anything less. I broke up with him that weekend and he was pretty nasty about it. It was pretty messy. I went to work on the next Monday morning, so happy and proud that I chose to be with myself rather than be in that relationship. Good girl, I'm so proud of you. I thank my past struggles for letting me get to a point of recognizing my worth and in turn saving me from whatever that could have been. Another message to hotline at bellcrawford.com on the hotline from Rachel. Hey Belle, love your posts and podcasts. Oh, thank you so much for listening. I had an ex-partner who cheated on me, then lied about it for a whole year. Then when it came out, there were three different versions of the story, and he blamed me for my reaction and was still messaging the other woman. Turns out he had done this to his ex before me too. Looking back, he was very sneaky, but the biggest red flags. Saying he's a good guy quite often. Good guys don't need to say that all the time. Talking about his female co-worker who cheated, calling her a whore, and how bad cheating is. When all along, he cheated on me and his ex as well, it turns out. Talking about his exes negatively. Gaslighting. Looking forward to this episode. I hope I'm a bit wiser now. Oh yeah, definitely. Well done as well. I've got one more that I want to read out from the hotline that I really thought was quite cool. Tamsin says, someone's probably already said it, but the love bomb guy is a huge red flag for me now. Like the guy would message you all day, every day. I'm all for cute little good morning messages, no problem, but the constant needing to be communicating all day, it's not cool. The last guy I was seeing did this plus a two hour long FaceTime chat every night oh god it sounds pretty intense we didn't see each other and it was exhausting and emotionally draining she says I feel like it's good to have some things to talk about and doesn't get stale in person if you have a chance to miss them a bit plus the love bomb guys I've met have all had massive backstories and things from their past they hadn't worked through so it's a no go for me now all the red flags can't bloody wait for this podcast love your work pal oh thank you so much for your message Tamsin and I love the That term, love bomb guy. Thanks so much for your input on this and you can hit up hotline at bellcrawfed.com with your thoughts and keep an eye out for the next topic where I'll get your input as well. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Club podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're an independent podcast and you can support us by subscribing on your go-to podcast app. Click follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star glowing review. Show us where you're listening. Maybe you're out for a pretty walk. Uh, we'll screenshot. And post on your Instagram story and tag us in it at Self Love Club Podcast so we can see and share. Share with your friends, sisters, workmates, everyone. Delve into our backlog and enjoy listening. You can find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast. I'm Abel Crawford and we'll catch you soon. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.